Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. All right, I was just messing around. <laughs> we don't do countdowns around here. We're too amazing for that. Yeah, that, that's what it is. <laughs> so, Michelle. Yeah. Merry Christmas is almost here. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Why You were so upbeat before. Remember that picture you sent of yourself on your webcam where you looked so happy? I was I was embarrassed. That's why I was smiling. <laughs> I remember I once took a bunch of pictures of you and your mom, and you were smiling at all of them, and your mom was like, "She's so uncomfortable." <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a pretty decent day, I think. Um, a lot's been going on. Um, I bought a new Macintosh computer because I needed a new a new computer. I'm gonna adjust this light. Ooh, I like that more. Okay. But, um, so I'm still getting used to like this new setup. The computer is a bit faster and yada, yada. Also, I want to say big deal right now, the return of the doggo cam. Yay. It's just Chicano sleeping. He's yeah, whoops, yeah. so one. much better. No. Yay. Good. <laughs> Look at him sleeping. He's his eye almost looks open, but well, yeah, you can, you got to remember he, he's live in the other room. So if I go, woo. Yeah! Look at his eye open. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> He's so cute. My couch is wrecked. You can see like wrapping paper on it and stuff. I spent yesterday wrapping presents. That's cool. Um, yeah, it is cool. Whoops, that's not what I want. I want, <gasps> I want hold on, can I make Michelle big? Okay, no, there we go. So no, you can't make me big. So uh I spent last night wrapping Christmas presents, which was really, really fun. And um we started broadcasting a little late because um, oh, I meant to share this, uh, because, hey, Dave, we are live. I had promised Dave I would tell him when we were live, because he was like, can you please tell me when you're live? Aww. Um, but the reason I ran late today is because I had to run to the post office oh. to send Michelle a, an extra Christmas present. That's so weird, because I ran to the post office to send you a present today. <laughs> Wait a second. It wasn't combs for my beautiful hair that I sold to get you a present, was it? No, but okay, good. you didn't get me like something to put in my hair because this is just a wig now because I sold it <laughs> to get you. <laughs> oh, gift of the Magi humor because we're only topical uh, <laughs> on this program. So um, I also I almost forgot to share this on my my Facebook since I'm still for two more days. <laughs> we should have just done this on Saturday. I thought about it, but I have my Christmas party, my return of my Christmas party. Oh. So, so anyway, I'm still getting used to like this being a live a stream show and then it being like kind of a secondary audio podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm still adjusting to that. So, yeah. uh, I get this like desperate urge to talk as much as humanly possible. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's just take a second. Uh, I don't know if anybody's chatting. Okay. Nobody's no. chatting at this juncture. So, so while, uh, so 
I went to the post office to send you a second Christmas present, which I think this is like the third or fourth year in a row that I end up sending you two Christmas presents. Yeah, don't There's do always that. one like at the last possible minute. Why would you do that? I don't know. I guess because I like you because you're my good buddy. And because I can't, what usually happens is I think of a great gift at the last minute for you. And then it turns out that on top of that, the gift is extremely affordable. So then it's just kind of like, of course I have to get it for you then. So, uh, that's what happened. I don't want to say, I see if I give you hints, you'll know what it is immediately and call and call the police. So (laughs) So I'm not going to put you through that. Thanks. I really don't want to call the police. So why not? They love you. No, no. They're always talking about what a nice young lady you are. Oh, I'm sure they are, but I don't want them to know me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, fine. So, but yeah, so I was running out to mail you a gift. And speaking of gifts, I decided to get myself a little gift right now on the show. Okay. Which is, uh, for those who are not in the know, the Silent Night, Deadly Night, the game, the Silent Night, Deadly Night board game just got announced. I'm very sad that Michelle has not seen Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, I have not. Well, it's one of those things where the, the Blu-ray's never been like 15 bucks, so I've never sent it to you on a whim. Mm-hmm. You know, when a Blu-ray is like 27 bucks, I really have to want to send it uh, yeah. over to you. Yeah. But they're doing pretty good. Their goal is... Uh, seven. Uh, their goal is twenty thousand dollars. They have one hundred eighty four backers. Um, the way I even heard about it is it's being backed by Fright Rags, the people who make all these great horror shirts I wear, like the <laughs> Silent Night. Like uh, ironically, the Silent Night Deadly Night T shirt I'm wearing right now. Uh, <laughs> they make all kinds of cool stuff, and they've designed the artwork for it. So uh, it's really a cool board game. I was gonna play a little bit of the uh, the video that comes with it. Okay. Here. Santa's watching, this is the Santa's famous song that they sleeping, they made for the original movie. Yeah. Look at that. Were Billy kills you, fight. You started Iris Toys. Oh, you need to see Santa Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's really important to me. Time to get shit <laughs> I love that they have a naughty version just for the Kickstarter backers where you flip it over and it's a drinking game, I guess. Yay. Well, but we can change it to pixie sticks. It's very simple. Okay, that's that's better. So the reason I'm even sharing this on the show and giving it some free promotion, uh, it, it's lasting for another 27 days. If you mm-hmm. love Silent Night, Deadly Night like I do, you can go to kickstarter.com, type in Silent Night, Deadly Night, and I hope that that'll come up <laughs> pretty much right away. <laughs> Hopefully. But the reason I brought it up was because there had been recently another Kickstarter game uh, that was like a nostalgia movie related game. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited about it. And then the minimum buy-in was like a hundred dollars. Oh. And it's like, I know that I'm a consumer whore. And if I buy this board game, I might play it once, but I want to support the fact that it exists yeah. It looks really fun. And these guys have done me right because look at this one board game for $35. That is the, that is a fair, oh. that's an extremely fair price. I would have been okay at 45 and at 50, I would have been like, fine, fine, fine. And gotten one at 50 bucks. So mm-hmm. not bad. So I'm yeah. going to buy one right now. 
Actually, I, I should ask. Know. I should ask Dave if he wants me to get him one on my account. Damn it, David! You're not in the chat. That's okay. He uh, doesn't want one. Dave. Dave said that uh, a major corporation, a very major corporation. He. Dave works at a company that sells garage doors. And like a really, they're really good at it. And a major, major buyer is there. So, oh, oh no. So he's like, yeah, hopefully you guys will still be live in a minute. So that means I'm sorry, Michelle, we got to go two hours. That's just the way it's going to be. So, but I'm going to back this. Uh, I should not show all of my private data. <laughs> you sure? Uh, no. Okay, so I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna fill this out not on the air, but um, but yeah. So things have been feeling pretty Christmassy over here. Thank goodness, finally, they've Good. been feeling very Christmassy. Um, last night I, I like I said I wrapped up pretty much all of the gifts. I keep I'm always thrown because I'll like I'll be like, how did I finish wrapping my gifts so fast? And I have to be like, oh yeah, because a lot of my friends are out of state and I had the the gifts mailed directly to them. I'm just I just get that moment where I'm like, hey, wait a second. I remember paying for an awful lot of gifts considering how little wrapping I just had to do. Mm -hmm. So and like I didn't, I'm sorry I didn't wrap your gift that I just mailed you. It's just in a package. That's wrapping paper, you know? Yeah. Shut up. Don't yeah. don't guilt me. I already feel terrible. I'm sorry. <sighs> so brutal sometimes what is this no i don't want to do that yeah i want to i want to pay with my discover card <laughs> Where? where's the what how do mm -hmm. i go to the next thing The you press the like okay button oh so hold on this is doesn't give away much uh tell me if you could see this friggin button hold on Pledge right down there. Do you see that? <laughs> it doesn't show my mouse on your screen. Um, yeah. Right below, I understand that reward reimbursements aren't guaranteed. Pledge is like impossible to read. I don't. There it is. Oh. See, once I click that, then it fills it in. Oh, that, okay. But do you see how like impossible that was yeah, to see? I had no idea what that was. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to, you know what? I'll just put the doggo cam on, but I'll. <laughs> like a doggo cam becomes there we go <laughs> there's you me and chicano makes three so let me go ahead and hit this pledge get this pledge out of the way before <laughs> before anything bad happens so yeah i, I sorry I, I got distracted i'm very excited it launched literally like moments before we went live oh okay so well I then they like, made a bunch of money in yeah this. yeah well, i can't i mean silent night deadly night is very loved beloved and then on top of it fright rags promoting it i mean that's how i heard about it fright rags sent me an email because i'm on their emailing list because i buy so much stuff from them mm -hmm. in fact speaking of fright rags why didn't it pledge okay i guess i didn't click it with enough gusto yeah okay i did it i pledged so and now there's confetti falling down okay so anyway back to what i was uh i was talking about so wrapped gifts and watched um I don't remember which Hallmark or Lifetime Christmas movie it was that I watched while I wrapped gifts, but mm -hmm. there was a high powered businesswoman mm -hmm. and a guy that just saw the world completely the opposite of her. Really? Yeah. And they didn't realize that they were talking to each other on the internet. <gasps> so they were like fighting all the time, but in reality they were talking to each other every night at the end of their day. 
Isn't that like you got mail or something? No, it's nothing like you got mail, Michelle. What kind of what kind of hurtful person are you? I don't know. Isn't that like you got mail? I hate everything. I'm Michelle. You're mean. So, but yeah. So I. But it was nice though. I got to feel really Christmassy, and I hadn't felt super duper Christmassy Mm -hmm. in a little while. So it was very nice. That's all. Good. I'm really glad. So, have you been feeling Christmassy? I know you did a lot of baking yesterday. I did, but no, I'm not feeling Christmassy. Didn't you make matzo ball soup yesterday, too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that has nothing to do with Christmas. Okay, it does when you grow up celebrating Christmas and being a Yudin. Mm. I don't want to say the J-E-W word because we get we get restricted monetization every time <laughs> I say it. So I don't want to want to say it because I want to keep things relatively inoffensive on here. Okay. Which is why Michelle, I know you're having trouble feeling Christmassy, even though you ate nice warm matzo ball soup as you baked goods, I'm sure probably for those you love. So for you, Michelle, mm-hmm. I'm going to present the most Christmassy song there is. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing you've never heard this one before. No, I've not. This is the legendary Tiny Tim of Tiptoe Through the Tulips fame. Huh. He did some later in his career some really weird songs. I mean, I guess so, yeah. And this one so. is Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Oh, Dave just said Tiny Tim. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Let me pause it. Hey, Dave, you should mention in the chat if you want to tag on to my Kickstarter backing because we'd save $5 uh, on the Silent Deadly Night. Anyway, back to Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Uh, <laughs> so Tiny Tim was notoriously nuts. But really? later, later in his career, he got really, really out there. <laughs> Claus has got the AIDS this year. You gotta, you gotta join in on the chorus, Michelle. No. No. What? Not gonna join in. Why wouldn't you join in on the chorus? I don't know. Okay, that's enough of Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. So now are you feeling more Christmassy? No, sure. <laughs> if, that, if that doesn't do it, what what will? Nothing would do it. <sighs> Fine. It's going to have to be like a, uh, I don't know, some sort of thing where like, you know, <laughs> ghosts of Christmas come and like take me <laughs> places. Okay, fair enough. I'm sorry that I couldn't bring you the cheer you needed. Okay. I feel very bad. Also, Dave Dave commented in the chat that uh, he wants an... Oh, uh, Dave wanted to mention Tiny Tim was very Christian. He he was, and he wasn't. He, he would, like, go on Howard Stern and talk about the most disturbing sexual elements of his life. Okay. But he was also very born again. He wouldn't swear. 
He would never swear. Uh, Dave, you owe me $30, by the way, because I added him to my Kickstarter. So, <laughs> but uh, how much do you know about Tiny Tim, Michelle? I, I don't know that I know much at all, honestly. All right. Well, I'm finding you some good introductions besides uh, Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year, which is not actually a good introduction to Tiny Tim. So let's try this one on for size. That's right, kids. We're watching Tiny Tim videos today. Oh, uh, David, before we play it, David said uh, he got offended by Howard Stern on one episode and never returned because Howard made fun of God. That is true. Tiny oh. Tim's a very interesting guy. This is one of my favorite. This is not him in his prime. This is the silly part of his career, but I love it. Look at that VHS, Michelle. Wow. Sugar, sugar. Mm. He, had a, he actually had a really great voice. Do you think I'm sexy, baby? Mm. <laughs> Look Do at him go. So, Michelle, for Christmas this year, I thought I would show you what sexuality is it's this like, like we close our eyes and this is what we see oh. <laughs> okay so i can i can tell everybody now and, and everyone will be like oh and then we'll all <laughs> you finally get it finally get it <laughs> I love I love everything about the, I love the big band sound. I love the way the women are just kind of there and how he's just kind of like uh like unwilling to participate with them. But my favorite thing is when they do the big bomb 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 bomb. It's they just handed the instruments to those girls and they're all just pretending to play. <laughs> this is one of my favorite tiny tin things. Although Dave suggested you check out his stairway to heaven cover. So I will look at that in a minute. Come on. Michelle, come on, dance. Look at them. <laughs> the keyboard. <laughs> the cut to the girl in the wet t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. I, I unironically love Tiny Tim. It's just that some of his later stuff is so like this. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to get past it. You know, it's gitchy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Okay, there we go. So I'm going to try and find his stairway to heaven thing, which I'm sure will get us completely screwed on uh, YouTube, but yeah, we're commenting on it. Damn it. Oh, it's just audio. There's no music video. Well, thanks for nothing, Dave. Even worse. Unless this is a music video. Nope. They're, they're not music videos. So, well, you know, maybe we'll look at that in a minute. I want to introduce you to some more tiny Tim. Okay. Like maybe some of stuff in his prime, like tiptoe through the tulips or whatever. Okay. Here's a good one. This is from like the 1970s or eighties. So, uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> he was so eccentric. That's why I like him so much. <laughs> Look at his cape. <laughs> Aww. 
I know, no, but I mean, I love him, but like, let's see, this says, uh, where did this come from? Nope, it doesn't, it doesn't have any information. So, but like, look, he's got a cape. Oh, <laughs> he was also one again. of the early boosters of the ukulele. Oh. Mm-hmm. Look at it, just slide out of there. I leave you to. And I don't know if you noticed how pale he looks. He used to do his makeup like that every day. He looked like a, like a mortician did his makeup. Okay. Um, there was a movie that Penn Jillette did called Director's Cut. Mm-hmm. And he wanted his character in it to look like Tiny Tim, like to have like like be a man, a grown man who clearly does his own makeup. And when he went to the makeup artist and said, like, do my makeup like Tiny Tim, the makeup artist refused. She was like, no one would ever believe that anyone would do their makeup like this. Look in the mirror and say, all right, ready to leave. And he was like, but it's literally how Tiny Tim looks. And she refused. So she made, him, she made him go the other direction and, like, over tan himself. Like, yeah. make himself, like, way too bronze. Anyway. Ten, one, and two. Oh God, Dave said show her scenes from Blood Harvest. That's that's the horror movie Tiny Tim starred in. Oh. Look at him go. He's got an incredible falsetto. <laughs> Look at him go though. He really does sound great. I love that he does vibrato mm-hmm. on his on his voice. I love that. When I first started playing ukulele, that was the thing everybody asked for immediately. Like, play tiptoe through the tulips. And I was like, all right, fine. You're funny. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, the clicks. They added bass to it. Like, they must have had bass playing for him in the background. Yeah. And he's completely out of time with it now. <laughs> this was back in the era when there were just a million variety shows on TV. Mm-hmm. Which is weird to imagine now because now YouTube is the variety show of the world. Mm. It's like, oh, you want to see singing? Yeah. Oh, you want to see dancing? Sure. Oh, you want to see like people make their own, uh, you know, bullets and shoot them at television sets? It's like, yeah. It's like, well, good news. Everything is is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to find one where maybe they're not they're not making fun of him so much. Yeah, that would be nice. Although that wasn't mean spirited though. They were just because he is quirky. It's not like they're it's not like they're like, hey, let's make this guy look like a weirdo. He doesn't need your help, sir. I. I... Yeah, but he was giving him his help, you know? That's true. So Let's see how Chicano's mm. doing with this. Still asleep. Still asleep. Mm. So. <laughs> but no, you're not wrong. I mean, uh, but he got an, a round of applause at the end, so yeah, that counts for something. It's kind of hard to watch a little. Oh, no, yeah. I agree. But this one, so this one is not, I mean, this is like straight up real, you know, performance. Ladies and gentlemen. 
Mr. Tiny this is during the Tim. era when he made the most sense, like in black and white TV era. Because mm-hmm. he was performing music that people friends. listened to when they were what children. What a thrill it is to be here like tonight through on the this little special. Like mm-hmm. Caught you'll hear some numbers old and new, made by great artists of the past, like Henry Burr, Irving Kaufman, Harry Richmond, Maurice Chevalier, and all the rest I know you like Maurice Chevalier. God bless them all. Oh, Dave said we sh- I should show you Michelle Wild Fisherman. Oh, or I should show you Wild Man Fisher. I'm not familiar. I might look into it. This one's the one that became famous for being on SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I do like this song. I actually like his early stuff. Isn't is good for being good. It's not good for being super weird or whatever. It's just that he's such a strange character. Mm-hmm. Time. Join in, Michelle. Uh, I would, but I don't know it at all. How do you not know this song? You know. So, having a wonderful time. Oh, I love it was this. He shakes his head like... <laughs> he's so odd. I love it. I love it so much. I don't get the sense at all that he really... Like, I think he thinks he's being normal. Like, I think he thinks he's performing in a way that is not odd. And that's the best part. He's being true to himself. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, this is how I should be during this part. You know, like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's pretty good singing. Good vocal control. Yeah. Just take it from me. I'm just as free as any I do what I like. I mean, I don't know. What, how's your falsetto? Is it, is it like that? No, it's not. Some life, loving in the fun life. Yeah. Do you like that one more? Yeah, that was that was that was better. Yeah. In the eighty, in the seventies and eighties, he started to become more of an oddity. I mean, he's really, really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hold on. I'll find something of him. Uh, let me see if I can find something of him from like the before he passed away in the nineties. Oh yeah, the, we can watch a video of him having his first heart attack because he had a heart attack on stage while being filmed. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's do that. No, let's, do let's just, not do that. Just that. No. Um, not a fatal heart attack, Michelle. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I do care, but I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. Let him die. So I just want to kind of show you like how odd he got when he got older. Mm-hmm. He was just extremely. Oh, he's playing like a ukulele event. These songs. Poor guy. He, he had a rough go later in life. But uh, he was just a bizarre, bizarre dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved that about him. So, and he was like, I think that I, uh, Dave might help me remember. I think he got married on The Tonight Show. Wow. They let him get married on The Tonight Show. So, yeah, okay. Something I'd want. <laughs> you wouldn't want to get married on The Tonight Show? No. 
All right, I'm trying to find a Wild Man Fisher song that we should watch because these are audio tracks and not video tracks. And I don't want, I want us to like have something to react to video wise too. Yeah. But this is wild man Fisher. I've never heard this before. This was recommended by Dave, the destroyer Denoyer. wild man Fisher an evening with wild man. Oh, it's a full album. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> of course he doesn't have any Christmas songs either. Thank God. Oh, just for that. We're finding some Christmas songs. No. Don't you worry. I, I hear right. them at work every day. I'm so jealous. I have to go out to hear Christmas music. You, that's not even true. <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, to hear a uh, 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 shut up. The name of the song. You ready up there? The name of the song is Merry Go Round. Okay. The song's Come called Merry Go Round. Merry Go Merry Go Round. I feel like you would listen to this, Michelle. I mean, I don't see why not. Uh, <laughs> Merry go, Merry go round. Merry go, Merry go round. Come on, Michelle, join in. Merry go round. How can I join in if I don't know the word? Merry go, Merry go round. He sings something. Mer- no, no, he's not. The song's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I get the vibe that he wants to come across as like a, a crazy, like a crazy musician, but he may be actually pretty aware of what he's doing. I mean, it's hard to tell from half a song, so. Well, you know what? Here's another song. Sorry. <laughs> the song's called My Name is Larry by Wildman Fisher. Come on, play the song, do the thing, say the line. <laughs> my name is Larry, my name is Larry, <laughs> I have a mother, Oh. her name is Mother. Oh, Hi, mother. that's a coincidence Hi. to have a mother named Mother. Yeah. I love you, Mother, I always love you, Mother, my name is Larry. Okay, his my name, name is Larry. Is Larry. I have a sister. I'm gonna skip ahead her a little name bit. Is Joe, get a hold of your mother, this is it. Her name is Annie Estelle. Hi, Annie Estelle. That's good. Hi. He's just saying hi to everybody. That is nice. Yeah. See, that was almost holiday ish. I don't know much about Wild Man Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that like there are certain artists like um oh gosh uh like tiny Tim, for instance, who are just like legitimately mentally odd. Yeah. And I love that. Um, I love that they created art that they thought, you know, worked for them or like Daniel Johnston. Uh, uh, that's a really good example. Daniel Johnston, right? Dan- Johnston or Johnson, Daniel Johnston. Uh, who? You don't, don't know who know. Daniel Johnston is. I'm just not sure. Like, that sounds like a pretty common name. That could be anybody. I don't know. You're hurting everyone's feelings. You really are not. You don't. Wow. Okay. No, I might know 
I just don't, I don't know. I don't really know names of anybody. He is definitely like of the realm of like being a little bit mentally different, Mm -hmm. but creating music, like legitimate music for himself to, you know, share. So that's Daniel Johnston. Okay. Most of the stuff he's famous for, he recorded when he was extremely young. There's a documentary called The Devil and Daniel Johnston. That's really great. I am walking the cow. Yeah. So I'm trying to find something. So Daniel Johnston had, I believe he's passed away. He had, he had multiple mental illnesses and some of his music was extremely memorable and heartfelt. And even though he's kind of nuts, it's great. And there are only a few musicians out there that I think are like that. Yeah. Um, like half Japanese. I've made you listen to half Japanese before, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think Jad Fair from half Japanese sees the world differently than the normal person. And I love listening to the art he creates because it's, it's, it's special. It's mm-hmm. not the same kind of thing. Um, Here's, I found a live video of Daniel Johnston that's only, that's like from 2012. I have all my friends and I do get high, but every time I can't deny, I'm already dead and I already die. You think that it's soup and that it's your friend when it's already gone and poop in the end. There's nowhere to go and no way to win. Yeah, this song I like. Then you start to fantasize again. Mean girls give pleasure. It's my greatest treasure. Yeah, this is really good. This is what I was talking mean about. Mean girls give pleasure. It's my greatest treasure. You can't really there's a phrase that my my old pal Andy used to always talk about when he was checking out like kind of outsider art and stuff like that which was a a phrase called art brut and art brut means art created by people who may be clinically insane or who may be clinically whatever Um, they're legitimately uh, different mentally you know, they're not just very angry or something. It's they're, you know, they have things they're overcoming. Like you can tell by watching this video of Daniel Johnston, he clearly is overcoming mean a lot of problems to create his art. And I think his art is really it's heartfelt. So that was really good. I enjoyed that one. So Back when you remember back in the day when I used to play a lot of shows, uh, music yeah. shows, I would meet artists, um, musicians, very talented people who were, you know, relatively typical people. I mean, like mentally, emotionally, psychologically, who so desperately wanted to be like Daniel Johnston or so desperately mm-hmm. wanted to be like Jad Fair to the point where I noticed that they would sing like they had cognitive problems like on purpose. And it really, really bothered me. 
Sure. Like, 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 you know, you decided to make his emotional issues a style of singing for you. Yeah. That really bothered me, I remember. I remember that pissing me off immensely. Yeah. And because I, uh, I, I was working on with one musician who I was a fan of. I thought his music was very good. And he was always talking about how, like, when he'd do, a, he had a picture taken of himself and stuff. He was trying to look like Daniel Johnston because Daniel Johnston would sit in this weird way in picture, in early photos and stuff for mm-hmm. albums. He'd sit in this weird way. And it's like, yeah, he sat in that weird way because I think he's a paranoid schizophrenic. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to diagnose him. Whatever Daniel Johnston's problems are, are really his business. But he, he has like legitimate problems that he needs to, you know, he needs help with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons his art is so special and so specific to him is, you know, we can't, you know, you ever, I mean, I'm sure you do. Cause you watch anime, which is weird, but I mean, I mean, anime is weird, but you watching it isn't weird. You watching it is the most normal part of your participation <laughs> with anime, but, uh, but no, like, you know, when you watch a good, uh, like a piece of art and there's that moment where, I mean, so, so like I watch a lot of movies, I'll watch some movies I love and I'll literally be like, you know, Oh, I would have, I could have thought of, or I would have thought of that. That makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Like I like that. And then there are times I listen to art or read or watch a movie and I'm like, wow, I never, I just never would have thought of that in a million yeah. years. Like that yeah. was completely, and not just because it was out of left field. I just don't know where I would have populated that idea. Yeah. It was a mm-hmm. really amazing idea. That's how I feel about basically every song Daniel Johnston does. <laughs> like okay. as he's, as he's playing it, I just don't quite know where he's going with it. And mm-hmm. I really want to know, like, I really, mm-hmm. really want to know. And I, I remember this one artist in particular, I, I like, I could name him. It's not like he performs anymore. Now he just like hangs out and stuff. But I just remember being so bothered by how he would kind of like, without even hesitation, admit that he was trying to be like Daniel Johnston. He was trying to be like somebody with emotional problems because mm-hmm. that was the style he liked. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that. I, like, I don't know why, what made me have to talk about this, but it just like, and this falls into a bigger problem, uh, which is that when you're a performer, you tend to want to be your heroes or be the people that inspired you the most when sure. you're young And if you're lucky, you perform and work long enough that you kind of find your own voice in your own way. Mm -hmm. But not everybody does that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like when you first started performing, did you have a a hero you were trying to be? To some extent. I mean, obviously you weren't like literally trying to be them. I mean, but like you were so inspired by them that you kind of took on some of their, their stuff. Um, I mean, I guess like, I, I don't, I don't know if. I, you know, to the extent that, you know, someone who's like, oh, I really want to like sit like that or like, I really want to have songs <laughs> well, like that's that. an extreme example. But for yeah, sure. sure. I'm sure. Like who? I don't know. <laughs> of course. See, I was waiting for Michelle to be like, I never did that. So I'd be like, of course you didn't. Cause you're so fucking perfect. Well, to, to be fair, like I was going to say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean like. There's no shame in, in, in some degree of, of, you know, aping onto what somebody did because it connects with you. I mean, I loved the stage presence of Mojo Nixon so much that that was like what I wanted. The experience I wanted to provide an audience when I was performing live all the time often was to like a Mojo Nixon experience. But as time went on, I would notice like, you know, I think I'm better at doing other things. 
You know, like I'm okay with covering a couple of his songs, but like, I can't do the kind of, uh, you know, crowd work he does. Cause it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to connect with the crowd myself. I can't, you know, especially cause I wouldn't do his jokes. You know, I wouldn't do his whatever. I would just kind of try to have the same mentality. Mm. And eventually I realized like, no, I need my own mentality. That's, that's really interesting to me. Um, yeah. because like, I don't feel like I'm self-aware enough to be like, I'm going to be <laughs> like this and then, then be like, actually, this doesn't work. I should be like this. It just. There's just nothing that's just not there. Well, I will say that at the time I wasn't sitting there going like, "Ah, I better change it up. No, it it was more that it was just, I would notice the way people reacted to when I was more legitimate, uh, Mm -hmm. with exactly what I was thinking. I remember the the big moment was when I played, uh, ironically enough, a half Japanese song, a Jad Fair song called 1 million kisses. And when the song was done, I just sat on the stage and said, I would kiss anyone who wants a kiss. And I, and, and. You know, some nights I would kiss nobody. Some nights I'd kiss like 11 or 12 people. And, but I was all, I was like, let's, you know, like, let's do it. I'll kiss mm-hmm. anybody who wants a kiss. That was also the song where the band got to stop and, and go piss and drink water. Cause 1 million kisses doesn't need a band. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would play it by myself, but that was like one of the big moments where I was like, you know, I mean, like I loved Mojo Nixon's rowdiness. I loved his attitude. I loved his mindset, but I realized I'm not him mm-hmm. and I shouldn't be. And I've talked to a lot of friends who are like stand-up comedians, uh, especially who say that like the first five or six years they're on stage, they kind of are trying to be their favorite comedians. Sure. But then one day you just kind of leave it behind. Yeah. I think, I think that's, it's like that for pretty much all art, you know, I think so you're, too. you're drawing on something, you want, you think that something's really cool. So you kind of want to make that too. You know? Yeah. So, but it, yeah, but if you do anything for long enough, like you can't just make that all the time. Yeah. And, you know? So. No, I think you're completely right. Yeah. Cause I mean, the same thing happened with movies too. The first few movies I made, I was very adamant that I liked to make, you know, horror comedies. And by about the second feature, I was like, I don't know if I'm into this so much. So mm-hmm. then I made like, I made a movie called bleeding through, which was like the most starkly unfunny movie ever. And I loved making it overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a lot of negatives to it, but they were not the movie's fault. They were like yeah. the, the creation of the movie. And then after that, I made depression, the movie. And then I just kind of went off from there making whatever I wanted. Comedies, you know, horror movies, dramas. Why are you smirking? I was just thinking about something and I'll say it when you're done. Oh, I mean, I can continue on this, but what were you, what were you smirking about? Oh, no, I was just going to say that like the first four or five comics I made were magical girl comics. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best day of my life. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, wait, wait. So like, like, like an otaku kind of, but with a girl or like, what do you mean? Oh, do you not? I don't know anything. Do you not understand what I mean? What is um, a magical girl? Well, I know what the word magical and I know what the word girl means. Uh, like you, like magical girl, like the genre, like Sailor Moon. Or okay, that's what, yeah, Sailor okay, Moon. okay. Well, I mean, yeah, where there's a girl who is magical and it's kind of mm-hmm. focused around her. Wow. So what was the name of the first Michelle manga? Um, Go on. Tell you know, us I don't all. actually tell know because it was, it was one of them and it was in Japanese. So I don't remember <laughs> what it was. <laughs> That's funny. 
That's really, really funny. Okay, maybe it was only the first three, because there was one with vampires. Oh. That was pretty interesting, but I didn't get too far. Actually, I got really far on that one, but for me, like, really far was, like, two chapters back Well, then. sure. Um, how old were you? Like, like, how old? I don't know. Like like a teenager yeah i wasn't it wasn't like i was like 11 i was like an 16 older 17 teen. yeah i was like yeah a, yeah i mean i i, I understand 11. i mean i made mark i made you can't i can't i can only laugh at you so much i made a movie called marty jenkins and the vampire bitches when i was 18 okay so yeah. i've seen that and <laughs> it was much better than my magical girl comics <laughs> i'm very flattered that you would say that thank you it's no, it's a hundred percent true. So well, thank you. I really do appreciate that. That's a very kind thing of you to say. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that's kind of thing. Like I was talking to a friend of mine who he's a, he's a filmmaker, but he's only made one film mm-hmm. and we were talking about what, you know, what we create and, and the creative process and all of that, you know, really exciting pulse pounding stuff. And he had mentioned that, the genre he was creating in now was like the, the only genre he would ever, he would ever care about. That's what he said. He was like, you know, I feel like that's just kind of what I want to do. And that's what I'm going to do. And I was like, dude, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but um, stop doing that to yourself. Like you've made one movie. You don't even really know how you feel about the process yet. Yeah. Like you haven't even gotten to a point where you can decide what your favorite part of making a movie is yet. It took me three or four features to realize like, Oh, I'm really into the performances and the, and the nuts and bolts of storytelling more than I am even camera or lighting. Even though I love camera and light, I'm much more interested in like, how am I telling the story or how is the story story being told or how is the theme being approached? Mm-hmm. And that all if you told that to me when I was 18, I've been like, that sounds like a really pretentious non-answer. But now I'm like, no, I actually understand what I'm saying when yeah. I say like the, yeah. the nuts and bolts of the thematic storytelling is incredibly important to me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a silly, like really boring thing to go into. But like I can sit with a movie that I'm directing and you you're watching every scene as they happen. And you can think about like, how does this play into the theme and try to keep it consistent? Try to keep it, you know, working is gigs giving you trouble. Oh, no, but I'm petting her tail. Oh, you need a gigs cam. Yeah, I do. Speaking of which, Chicano is asleep. Oh, man, he's really asleep now. Look how... Chicano! Oh, he heard me. Oh, no, now he's looking for you. Oh, goodness, is he going to come to me? Usually he doesn't come when I say his name once. He's coming. Oh, I'm sorry, boy. I'll have to give him lovins. You ruined it. (laughs) Look at that good boy. He's been so good since his uh, oncologist appointment. He's really done good. Good. So, well, I guess Chicano is on his way to me. Oh, his tail is still flapping around. Is that my boy coming to see me? I don't know. I didn't expect him to come when I said his name (laughs) once. He usually doesn't. He's showing off for the cameras. Um. He's not coming to me. I think he decided to go get a drink of water. Oh yeah, like he woke him up and he was like, "Okay, gotta get something to drink." Yeah, he's not. He's not over here. Oh well. <laughs> what a butthead! Anybody who knows Chicano knows that that fits perfectly. So, um, oh, Dave commented and said. Did you tell Michelle about the super uplifting Silent Night movie? I think I told you about that—the one where everybody's in England and they're gonna die. 
I didn't tell you about it. Maybe. There's this new movie called Silent Night, and it's an English film, and it's basically about how there's a storm coming that causes everyone to die a horrible, horrible death, and it's been spreading across the world. And this, these people get together on Christmas Eve to have one last Christmas before they all take their suicide pills so that they don't have to suffer through it. But like the movie's mostly about like this little boy who doesn't want to take the suicide pill and his parents are like, come on, kill yourself, please. It's, but everything I'm describing, it's way sadder than the way it sounds. It's, it's incredibly sad. There is a little bit of humor. Most of the humor, in my opinion, kind of fell flat because the concept was that heavy on me. Mm -hmm. Like, woof. I'm I'm with the boy though. I'm not gonna take mm-hmm. the suicide pill. All I'll say is the Silent Night movie. If you like watching children commit suicide, that's the film for you. Because I don't know if I've seen many movies where even one child commits suicide, but at least three commit suicide in this film. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of anime, so it's all <laughs> well played. Well played. No, there's a. He totally <laughs> didn't come here. He totally just went to get a drink of water. Aww. What a butthead. Higgs went to get a drink too. Or food. <laughs> well, he hasn't returned to the couch yet because I can see the dog cam. So the doggo cam. But yeah, so it's a pretty good movie, but very, very sad. Oh yeah, and there is a there is a suicided baby too. I forgot about that. The baby killed itself. Well, somebody killed the baby. Somebody That's suicided the baby. Murder. No, it's not. It is murder. Not according or like to a the Clintons. That is not something. true according to the Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's a good movie though. And, and, but the funny thing is you start to really, uh, I, I immediately was with the kid who didn't want to take the suicide pill. Mm-hmm. He was, and, and, but his arguments were a little, um, uh, the movie was made in February of 2020. So it was right before the pandemic and it came mm-hmm. out this year. Mm-hmm. And the kid was literally just like, you know, why should I take this pill? And he's like, because the, the experts and the really smart scientists have said that this is the best way to do it. He's like, what if they're wrong? What if they were having a bad day? What if they made a mistake and didn't realize it in time? What if they made a mistake and then they died from the disease? And, and I was just like, well, this kid's, um, if he weren't British, people would hate him on the internet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> But it was a cool movie. I would say watch it once if you get a chance. Okay. But uh, it's super, super sad. Like, I would definitely watch it on a good day. If you've ever watch had one of those. Watch it on a bad those. day. Yeah, watch it on a real bad day. It's 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 circular. Like, it, my day's so bad. This made it so much worse. Now it's a good day. It came all the way around. <laughs> Booyah. So, well, have you watched anything seasonal? Have you been watching your normal um, overdose of rom-coms? Um, I mean a little bit, but because I wake up an hour earlier than I used to, to go to work an hour and 20 minutes earlier than I used to, I just like, I don't have a lot of energy to watch women find their hometown, like, um, best friend and fall in love with them. Yeah. No, no. Just women from the big city. We've never been married. <laughs> well, they're married to their jobs. Usually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they got to fall in love with their best friend from <laughs> high school. Uh, last night's movie I watched, I forgot to mention he was a widower. Oh, uh, well, of course he was. So with a little boy, because a widower is the good kind of single. It's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Well, I hope you get a chance to get a little bit more into the Christmas spirit. Thanks. <laughs> well, or or fuck me. Okay, fine. Sorry. No, no it would be nice. I just don't <laughs> see it really happening this year. I'm, oh. I'm just putting it on. You know, like I'm doing all the stuff I'm supposed to do, but not really feeling it. I'm sorry. That's okay. I often feel that way at the start of the season. Anyhow, mm-hmm. like I sometimes have trouble finding my kind of my groove on the holiday. So, but the last couple of days have been better than the days before that, as far as like feeling Christmassy. So that's good. I wonder if I can find something to truly cure your Christmas worry. I don't think so. You shouldn't even try. You always suggest that the not trying, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I want to do that. Oh man. Oh, I mean, there's only one song that can really help this. Wait, I was going to do that, but now I think I want to do this instead. I was going to pull up the best Christmas song in the world, but I don't think I want to do that now. Hold on. I'm excited. Uh, Please tell me it's still on here. Yay. You're mean. Okay. That's that's you. You are I mean. Know. I am gonna find this. I'm gonna Oh my god, I found it. Yes. Yes. Okay, hold on. Oh my god, I haven't watched this in years. This is good. this makes me so happy. You won't care at all about this, but it's too late. <laughs> I found Roddy Piper's Christmas Carol. Oh. We're going to enjoy this together. Okay. Merry Christmas. I've been waiting for you. You know, Christmas is always my favorite. Roddy Piper's my hero, child of that childhood. I'm glad you're here in my living room to enjoy it. You've got such a nice sweater. I know. Mrs. Claus must have made the cocoa this year. (laughs) No. At Christmas time, we all have our favorite things, but mine is singing Christmas carols. Yay! My favorite Christmas carol, I'm a little embarrassed, but it's the, the 12 days of Christmas. But I, I have something special for you because not only are we all going to do it together, I have the number one fan in the world Ooh. of the Roddy Piper President Club. His name is Craig. Craig, come on in here. Mr. Roddy. Piper. Mr. Piper. Roddy. Roddy. You look great. Merry Christmas. I remember when I met Roddy Piper in person and I cried and he handled it very well. I was like 23. He actually sat and talked with me until I stopped crying and asked me. And he just was like, is everything okay? Like, it's okay. You're just very excited. And I was like, you're my hero. And he was like, I'm very flattered that you, that you feel that way. Thank you. Aww. He was very sweet. And so was his son, Colton, who's about my age. His son, Colton was really cool too. Cause I walked up and I was wearing a Utila kilt, Mm -hmm. which is like a, a Americanized kilt. Mm -hmm. And his son, Colton was wearing a kilt. And like Mm -hmm. I said, he was maybe two years younger than me or something. 
and Colton was just wearing a normal kilt and he's just like, so what do you got there, punk? Like he was making fun of me in line waiting to see his dad. And I, and I was like, uh, and I don't think I knew it was Roddy Piper's son at the time, but I was just like, I was like, it's a utility kilt. You know, it, I like it cause it's got pockets, but it's a kilt. And, mm-hmm. and literally he went from like kind of teasing me to a big smile. And he was like, I know that's why I got three of them at home. <laughs> was super nice. All right. Back to Roddy Piper bringing us Christmas cheer. Same okay. Twelve days of Christmas. Okay. <laughs> so you Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, just one more time. <laughs> <laughs> you did that twice in a row. That was good. Okay. <laughs> On the first day of Christmas, Roddy Piper, Piper gave, gave to me <laughs> a sleeper <laughs> hole just for me. Got eleven more of these. <laughs> On the second day of Christmas, Roddy Piper gave to me two nipple twisters and a sleeper just for Get up. Get up. Maybe we should just go to the end because Christmas will be gone by the time we get through the song and it's so much fun. <laughs> so get Granny up and, and, and let here we go. We'll just start at 12. On the 12th day of Christmas, Roddy Piper gave to me 12 headlocks, 11 kidney shots, and headbutts. Just relax. Nine elbow smashes. Eight uppercuts. Seven low blows. Six close lines. Five bag pipes. Oh, God. And a sleeper just for you. Merry Christmas. May all your dreams come true. Merry Christmas, Hot Rod. Okay, so did that help or what? Come on. It helped a little. It like weirded me out how gently Roddy Piper was talking. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what's he going to do? They did, that was from a old, that kind of defunct website now, Funny or Die. I don't know if you remember oh, okay. Funny or Die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did a couple of different Roddy Piper things. They did one Roddy Piper video. All I remember is him like chasing a, a ice cream truck. Wow. Oh. But I don't know if I can find that because most of their videos aren't even up anymore. Wow. Um, I lucked out finding that that was re-uploaded by somebody. So that's your 12 days of, uh, Christmas with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. So, oh, David has a suggestion on how to get you into the Christmas spirit. He says, if I can make a suggestion, clearly Michelle needs to stop a terrorist takeover in LA to make her Christmas spirit come full tilt. I mean, that would be so cool. <laughs> What would you say? Because you wouldn't say yippee ki What would you say, like, after you, like, you, like, 
beat the bad guy terrorists and like broke his neck and like watched him die and stuff. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was hoping for like Lahayam, but that's good too. You you need to make a, a comic of that's called like Michelle Hard, and it should be Die Hard, but it's you. So like every time you do something to the bad guy, she's like, "I'm so sorry, I'm such a bad person." <laughs> I really. And they're didn't like, mean "It's it. okay." <laughs> As Hans Gruber's falling from the building, he's like, "It's really not that big a deal." Oh <laughs> 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 uh, well, I mean. If you need help getting into the Christmas spirit, you could always watch um, that Home for the Holiday. Was it Home for the Holiday or Home for Christmas? Home Home by Christmas. Yeah, I, I could. think is what it was. You're right. The, the one with Linda Hamilton where she's living out of her car. Yeah. Do you you own a copy of that? Don't mm-hmm. you? Didn't I send yeah. you one? Yeah. It's super out of print now. You can't find it. Wow. Or at least you couldn't for a while. Although it was on it was on Hulu for a while, hmm. so you could at least watch it there. But. That's a good one. What about or what was what, what about the time you recommended to me when I was really depressed that I watch One Magic Christmas and I don't even have One Magic Christmas. Your entire the entire family dies at the beginning. Well, not wait, not all of them. Well, okay, well it leaves one behind to suffer yeah. and miss them, you know. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I'm glad that you know that that's we understand that. So you know, I'm, glad, I'm glad that there's still plenty of suffering to go around. Yeah. I mean, if they all died, it would, that would like, what would even be the point if someone doesn't have to suffer? <laughs> That's the new Michelle t-shirt for sure. <laughs> oh, Oh my God. Dave's right. He suggested you watch nothing like the holidays. You, you wait, nothing like the holidays. That's the, oh man, that's a really good one. I might put that on after I get off the show. Um, that's a movie about a, oh, 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 we have action over at the dog cam. Oh, we do? Chicano is getting back on the couch to his spot. Unless he heard me say his name and now he's coming over. Nope. Yeah. He never came to me. He drank water and then I don't know, hung out for a little bit. And now right back on the couch. Look at that boy. Look at him licking his chops because he likes meat. <laughs> He's like, I don't like this treat. Nothing died. Give me a different treat. Okay, I'm gonna take a nap. Look at him. He did. He Aww. did. A, he did a good boy too. He laid right in the middle of the frame, so that we could see him. <laughs> yeah. Look at the good boy. No, um, <clears throat> nothing like the holidays is pretty great. Um, it, it's about a Puerto Rican family and a Mexican family, mm-hmm. and. There's, it's just one of those really complex Christmas movies where all of the family members are played by really good actors. And it's just a really good movie about family and the holidays and all that stuff. But what I was going to say is you should watch just another Christmas on Netflix. Is that the one that you told me to watch? The Portuguese one? No. No, that was probably Love Hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't know. I, I no. So last year, uh, Dave and I watched this movie called Just Another Holiday. It's a Brazilian Christmas movie, and it made me cry my stupid, dumb eyes out. Did wait? Was that the one where the guy like could only remember Christmases? Yeah. 
that was that's so sad. I don't even have to watch that to be upset about that. Well, it's but but it's not that he only remembers Christmases. It's that he he is only actively there on Christmases, not right, on Christmas. Right, right. He's not in a coma. He's just living mm-hmm. a life that he's not participating in. Right. Where he's doing all these bad things. It's really, really well because he just wakes up on Christmas and now he's like divorced from his wife and he's like, "Why did I right. cheat on my wife? Why did I do all this stuff?" Yeah, that's so good. You should watch that. Yeah. Oh yeah, just another Christmas, Dave. Just put it in the chat. Mm-hmm. You should watch that. That would definitely help you get in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. It ends really well, really happily. Yeah. You don't believe me? I knew it. No. Fine. I just don't know what I can do about Grinch Michelle. It's okay. You don't have to worry too much about me. It doesn't matter. The only thing I can do is say, until you get in the Christmas spirit, I'm leaving you as the biggest screen on the stream. You know, as much as I don't like this, at least, at least I, I am like, I can see myself accurately now. (laughs) It's really hard in the other format because I can see myself about five seconds later and slower so i can see all the awkward things that i'm doing and like if i do something i'm like oh i should check and see how bad that looked (laughs) but the the it's the the five seconds behind means that you never correct the way you need to exactly always correcting for what you just did yeah (sighs) michelle there we go here we go again no but now you're the big one uh, th- yeah this is the worst this is definitely the worst because i'm like all messed up again and i'm big and no one else is big there we go <laughs> well i guess that means next week we'll have to i'll have to challenge you even harder to be in the christmas spirit so no but I'm by sorry. next week i will be off from work oh yeah Whatever. how much time mm-hmm. are you getting off from the 24th through the first Oh, wow. That's a lot of... Oh, yeah. You told me that. I knew that. I'm sorry. That's a lot of time off. It is. Yeah. Must be nice. We'll see. My my buddy Jeff, um, he works for like a big company and they do the whole like from the week before Christmas until like the 3rd of January Mm -hmm. is just closed. Wow. Um, So does... You know, because I've been mentioning them a lot. Fright Rags uh, shuts down. uh, We'll be shutting down this uh, tomorrow. And they won't uh-huh. be reopening until January 3rd. Good for them. Yeah. No, I, if I had a company with employees, I would probably do the same thing. Yeah, me too. And then yeah. I would just work while everybody else didn't. <laughs> so, but speaking of Fright Rags, I wanted to mention this. Uh, now, I don't know, you know, depending on when people are watching this, but Friday, the, tomorrow, uh, is Joe Bob Ruins Christmas live on Shutter. Although it's yeah. not live, it's pre-taped. But last year... They did charity auctions on Joe Bob. So they, they would uh, announce what they were selling on eBay and then you could go bid on it and all the proceeds went to charity. Mm-hmm. This year they're going to do a charity auction, but they're also going to simultaneously release exclusive merchandise on Fright Rags of like Joe Bob Briggs stuff that will cool. only be for sale this weekend and all of the proceeds will go to charities. That's really cool. Last year they raised something in like the $30,000 for charity, something like that. Wow. So that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. But Chicano doesn't care. Chicano is no. taking a cute boy nap. Yeah. Look how cute he is. He's pretty cute. Are you looking? Like really looking? Look how cute he is. Look at his he's, furry. Fu- his, he's a furry boy. He's very furry. Yeah. He's, he's furry a furry pointy boy. 
He's good people. Is that what you said? Oh, actually, I said he's a good pit bull. But yeah. oh, he—you got to be careful when you come to my house because I got these pit mixes, man. I know. It's like it's like a junkyard over here. Like they they guard oh. the place. He knows we're talking about him. His eyes yeah. just open. He he knows. It's funny. He's actually bigger in this shot. You can actually see him more. Mm-hmm. So, well, Michelle, I guess at least I have one more week to get you in the Christmas spirit. Okay. If this doesn't work, then I have to show up at your door and show you what life would be like if you never existed. You can't, though. It's not It's not real. Life? It would probably be better. What What was the one? There was definitely one of those <laughs> um, Those parodies where life was better if they the person didn't exist. Oh, hi, person. Oh, <laughs> Mad Metal Man said, greetings, good people. Nice to see you, my friend. Unfortunately, we are leaving here in a moment. (laughs) Yeah. But it is nice to see you. Glad you could join us for a minute. Um, I don't know which one it was where everything was better, but it wouldn't be your life, Michelle. You know it would. Everyone would be so happy. I wouldn't be happy if If you you didn't exist. You might be. You don't know. You have a better friend. So now, now it's like you take up friendship space that could yes! go to a better friend. <laughs> yes. Is that how it works? I'm pretty sure that's how it works. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how it works, Michelle. I am almost positive that's how it works. So. Well, at least you're stubborn this year. <laughs> so I think we're going to get out of here, but uh, I'm going to fix this, Michelle. So you better understand it. Uh, Oh, hold on. We got another chat. It figures been trying to make it to a live show for a while now, but a few moments is better than none. Well, we appreciate it. Mad metal man. We'll be back next Wednesday um, around this time around two. So try to stop by if you can. Maybe I'll get Michelle to stream extra for the holiday. Just because I can, I, I can, I can do that to you. Yeah, you can pretty much do whatever you want (laughs) oh michelle all right guys well we're gonna get out of here and i'm gonna uh ply michelle with eggnog recipes or something so um but everybody you take care and we'll see you next we'll see you next wednesday we'll commit to it next wednesday okay okay michelle okay next wednesday okay okay we'll see you guys next wednesday bye bye (laughs) bye Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.